Welcome back. In this episode, Orly and Victoria are joined with Amanda from Revved Up. Revved Up is an organization that provides community-based exercise programming that fosters healthy living and quality of life among people living with mobility impairment and intellectual disabilities. Amanda discusses the ways that you can get involved in the fitness and lifestyle considerations for people with disabilities and or chronic disease. We would also like to thank CFRC 101.9 for this collaboration. All right, so we are joined with Amanda. And for starters, would you like to introduce yourself, Amanda? Sure. My name is Amanda Cunningham. I am the Disability and Physical Activity Coordinator and the Coordinator of Revved Up within the School of Kinesiology. I'm also a registered kinesiologist and uh, a CSEP a clinical exercise physiologist as well. Awesome. Um, to start off, because we were talking about phys- being physically active and physical activity, um, we thought we'd start off with the question of what is your favorite way of being physically active? And Orly and I will also say our favorite ways of being physically active. So oh, I can start. Um, my favorite way of being physically active is going to the gym at the arc and also going on walks along the water I think it's really pretty there Mm -hmm. I feel like for me a good way is like walking to class but also like if there's a lot of stairs in the building I'll try and like do that instead of taking like the elevator and trying to just like find different ways of doing different things if like one day I have a lot of energy or if another day I don't have as much energy like trying to just find ways to still get my steps in and do other things to get my heart rate moving that's a really good strategy, especially in the School of Kinesiology, because uh, we're on the fifth floor at Revved Up. So I do <laughs> take the stairs. Uh, I would say for activity, I have things that I love to do, such as yoga, forest walks, hiking, but those don't happen as frequently as I would like them to. What I do is bike in my basement while I prep for lectures <laughs> and oh, wow. uh, do some weights um, at home is sort of what works with a busy family life right now. And I also dabbled in pickleball in the summer and I can understand why it's a thing and it's a pretty big obsession. Um, So luckily I don't have enough time to get obsessed because yeah, it's really neat though. I love seeing the um, just span of ages that can participate in a sport like pickleball. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Future of pickleball. I've never played, but maybe Victoria and I will have to have a battle. Yeah. I've been wanting to actually, because it's the one where it's like a lighter ball and it's kind of like tennis, right? Yeah. It's almost the opposite of tennis because the ball now has holes in it. It's like a wiffle. Yeah. And the racket is, or the paddle is solid. So it really is sort of the opposite of tennis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. All right. So for the viewers that are um, listening, can you briefly explain what Revved Up is? How would you kind of describe the gym and like the other facilities that you guys offer? Sure. Uh, So Revved Up is really a space for physical activity and exercise for adults in the community with disability, uh, specifically mobility impairment. So to give some context there, that would be multiple sclerosis, post-stroke, Parkinson's, spinal cord injury. We also see persons with intellectual disability as well. So that might be learning disability, autism, um, Down syndrome, things like that. And Revved Up was really born out of a dream um, and a need to offer accessible physical activity in the community. So many of our participants have maybe had their event, went through a rehab uh, center, and then eventually those sessions do run out. So you end up in the community and you don't always have a lot of good options for adaptive 
accessible, um, knowledgeable staff. So that's really what Revved Up gives the community. Our gym is filled with warmth and fun. I would say I've never been to a more um, warm and fun exercise environment before as it's supported by our disability and physical activity students who do the certificate um, in their undergrad, as well as student volunteers. So it's really that reciprocal relationship of participants exercising, get a lot of joy out of the interactions with their student coaches and then vice versa. The student coaches really feeling like they have a meaningful role and they're learning about disability, but they're super engaged and hands-on. Yeah, um, one of my roommates, she's a part of the Revd Up DIPA certificate, and she always talks about how DIPA like, really impacts, positively impact, impacts herself, and like she learns a lot about new things about disability and people in the community, and about, um, she also gets like the, good interactions with people and how much it positively impacts other people in the community. Yeah, if you're ever having a bad day, just come into Revved Up and something <laughs> definitely cheer you up. Yeah, so relating to that, how has Revved Up had a positive impact in your life and has it changed the way you view physical and mental health? Ah, good question. Uh, I would say, yes, it's been quite impactful. So I was a kinesiologist working in cardiac rehabilitation and outpatient hospital setting for about 16 years. Then I did a little bit of musculoskeletal rehab, but I would say over that, you know, almost 20 years of work, I was not exposed to the diversity of conditions that I now work with in Revd Up. So for students who have this experience in their 20s, before they're deciding exactly which path they will take, it is monumental um, as far as how they can go into the work world, just having that knowledge base. Cause sometimes working with a new condition is intimidating and you're not sure if you know how to do it or you know what's safe. So I think what you learn here at Revd Up is you learn how to be resilient. You learn how to meet the participants where they're at. Uh, so really participant centered care, which I think just sets you up so nicely for a career in healthcare. Um, exercise prescription was part of my life all the way through as a kinesiologist, yet here is very different because now we're working with persons with disabilities. So there's a lot more considerations and there's a lot of uh, specialized knowledge that you just have to know to be able to work with all the populations here. And then with my teaching of the disability and physical activity uh, courses that the deepest students take, then we really embed all that knowledge into our curriculum um, so that they gain insight in communication skills, motivational strategies, and that actual exercise prescription for the diverse conditions that we see here. Yeah, cool. Okay, kind of similar to that, but a little bit different. What are some milestones or achievements that Revd Up is most proud of, or even like you specifically being a part of Revd Up? Like, do you have anything that you've kind of walked away with being like, this was like a really big moment or something that you feel very proud of? Okay, I think the longstanding history, so I've only been here a year and a half, um, but I think the longstanding history of Revd Up being a part of the School of Kinesiology since 2007 is really something noted. It's changed forms and the DEPA certificate was only in place in 2019. Um, so it has evolved into this, this beautiful thing that we now can do. Um, I would say that our connections in the community, I'm very 
proud of. We're very aligned with Community Living Kingston, and we have a lot of referrals from them, as well as Providence Care Hospital and some of the neurology team in Kingston, um, KGH, and some of the physiotherapy centers specifically are very grateful to have revved up because as a healthcare practitioner, it's a bit stressful to know your sessions are running out with your client, your patient, and really not sure what will happen for them after. Um, and your fear would be that they're just going to decline and maybe end up back in the hospital. So how do we keep people moving and as healthy as possible? Revved up is exactly um, what that is. Since the DEPA certificate uh, was implemented in 2019, we've had 154 students complete DEPA. We currently have 120 in progress. So you can see how many students' lives are really touching and sort of preparing for career. Um, so I think we're, we're really proud of that intersection of the, the knowledge and the students working with the community participants. You're talking about being able to, the various people that you are able to get in the community um, and people that have different needs, how is revved up able to accommodate everyone? And if we're thinking in the context of physical activity and more broadly everyday barriers that affect someone's ability to participate. So like social, emotional and travel barriers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think revved up is doing a good job and we still have room for improvement. Um, but we're, we're doing a good job on this. So we do have adaptive equipment. So a lot of the seats will move out. A lot of the um, apparatus that we use, they may have extra ways to hold if per se, you can't open your full hand up. So for instance, our medicine balls, you can grip them instead of having to hold with your hand. There's a lot of unilateral, uh, so single arm exercise options here, as well as a lot of seated options. So one of our favorite machines is the new step. So you sit down and it's aerobic, you're working your arms and your legs, uh, but it's a very safe space. If somebody is a big fall risk, that's a really safe space. We can leave them working away for five to 10 minutes and uh, they get their workout done in that way. We do charge a membership fee to be involved in the gym here. It's $95 a term for attending twice a week and uh, 55 for attending once a week but we don't turn anybody away because we do know um, that not everybody can afford to pay that. So that's sort of our, if you can pay this, this is what we're asking. If we didn't receive any money, we unfortunately would not be able to run our program, um, mm -hmm. but we definitely find uh, an altered price for those who can't quite make that work. So no one's turned away in that way. Parking is always an issue as we know on the Queens campus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The School of Kinesiology in supporting DEPA has paid for two accessible spots in the lot close to our building. So that has been amazing. Now that's only two spots and they are first come first serve. Um, the access bus and the transportation systems in Kingston are very instrumental for getting participants here and home. Without that service, I'm not sure. Uh, so all those um, considerations need to be in place for this to actually work for people. Otherwise it wouldn't. For the access bus, does it go to the participants' houses or along with that, do participants go by themselves or does it depend on their like ability to go to the Yes, gym? for sure. Uh, so our only 
exclusion criteria really would be if a person could not transfer themselves independently and or if they could not um, toilet independently. Otherwise, participants may arrive, they may need somebody to come through the gym with them as our students can't be the ones transferring. Um, or they could come completely independently and the access bus picks them up at their home. They take the elevator up to revved up. Yes, we are on the fifth floor, which doesn't make a lot of <laughs> sense for in our entire population probably needing the elevator. But uh, here we are. Um, and they can come independently and go independently. So it really depends on the individual yeah. to make sure they're safe to get here. Yeah. And then do you provide any emotional social support or is it just they get that kind of support through the interactions that they have in the gym? Um, and also, how have you seen participants' mental health improve through the program? Yeah, for sure. I think we know a lot about how exercise and movement and moving your body every day can be very beneficial for your health. And I, I do see that 100% in real time. Um, if you can imagine, we all have bad days, but our journey to get around in our day may be a little bit easier and have less barriers than some of the participants that arrive here. So some of them will arrive and they've had, you know, a few things um, just add to their stress in that day. And I see them, there's sometimes tears, there's sometimes just that real discouragement that's shared with their coaches. And then they get moving and then we get the music going and then we get laughing and then they, they leave much better off and are very, very happy to be there. Um, I can't say enough for the social aspect as well. So I think during the pandemic, of course, we were all very isolated, revved up was closed. We did offer revved up at home, which is an online program, which we still offer and continue um, for people that aren't able to come into the gym. And I think coming back to the gym just showed the importance of in-person interaction. And there's relationships being formed, there's jokes being shared. Um, yeah, it's a really positive space. Yeah, I feel like that'd be so nice to have those like connections and to be able to like form those bonds. And is did the same people like often come back? Like, is it repeated? Or is it more so just like you kind of drop in when you want, and then leave? Like, is it nice that they can kind of meet at the same time every week and like have these, like, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like have these plan times to get together like yes. is that something that happens okay awesome yeah it is scheduled session times which helps us organize our volunteers because we try to strive for one-to-one -one support not mm -hmm. all participants need that and it doesn't happen every session necessarily but some participants 100 do need the one-to-one -one. Uh, so we try to pair in that way and then you see the same people coming in you get to know each other and it's, it's really positive um, that way we also have social events so we do have an upcoming social that we hold at the school of kinesiology um, at the end of november where now we're not exercising we're just hanging out we're doing some crafts we're doing some games together maybe some bocce on the hallway um <laughs> listening to some music and just enjoying each other's company what ages for like the people that like is it more so for like university age students or is it like a broad range uh, so it's community. Oh, do you mean for volunteers or do you mean for um, participants? Participants are adults in the community. We are looking at options um, and just outreach to see if it's a little bit more needed for students as well to mm -hmm. have access to our adaptive equipment. There's nothing in place right now, 
um, for students directly, but for our participants, they range from 17 years old up to 94, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so yes, it's a broad <laughs> age. <laughs> I would say it depends mostly on the condition, maybe which, which ages we are seeing. Okay. Do you see then queen students? Because you said the age was 17. Do queen students come into the RevDev gym? No, at this like time, we're having preliminary conversations around whether, you know, it would be beneficial to offer the RevDev space with the adaptive equipment and even the trainers who have the experience, um, if it would be able to reach out to students. I've only been here for a year and a half, so I can't speak historically if that ever has been attempted. Uh, but that's sort of what we're working on right now. What our 17-year-olds are is a group through Rainbow Valley, and they bring high school um, students to exercise for an hour, and then they head back to school. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's it's pretty great. So that's our younger, very energetic, vibrant 10 a.m. session on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Um, you talked earlier about participants and doing assessments on them. How would those assessments work? Yeah, so the very first time you would come to RevDoc, uh, first, there's a couple of steps. We do need medical clearance from a physician. So all participants would have to get that. And then we have some paperwork to complete. And then we schedule for an intake assessment. That's done with one of our trainers who is certified uh, personal trainer. We like to advocate for CSEP CPT because it is considered the gold standard um, in Canada for personal training certification. But we right now on board, we have some really, really skilled trainers that have been with us for a while because it is a very specialized population. Um, and then I oversee all the programs as well, which is important because I have my ARKIN designation and my CSEP CEP, which is really required for the more complex type of participants that we're working on. Then they have their programs developed. And then the one-to-one -one is with the student coaches or the deepest students helping them out um, in their day-to-day. -day. What advice would you give to someone who's wanting to be more inclusive when considering everyone's physical mental health? I feel like for me, like I love like advocating, but I don't always know like where to start. And so I feel like a lot of people might like struggle not knowing how to be more inclusive. And so I feel like if anybody's listening um, and you can kind of provide them with kind of like a nudge in the right direction that might be super beneficial to someone. For sure. So I would see just giving time to listen to others' experiences is probably number one importance. Um, so since being here in a year and a half, I my participants have seen things that I haven't seen. I did not see that they could not reach the soap dispenser from their chair in the bathroom. I did not see that the bars um, in the bathrooms here were not actually to code. <laughs> um, this is a newer building as well. And when it was put in, it was code, but code has changed. So okay. I did not see that. So these are the things that are really important to listen to. Both of those changes have been made because I have a great <laughs> team at the School of Kin that made these changes happen. But we might not, you know, I might not notice everyone's individual on how they get through their day. So um, I would say it's really important to just listen, yeah, and hear the hear the stories. Um, and then since working at Revved Up, then of course I go out into the community and notice that oh, that's not accessible. That's not accessible. Um, I learned that as well when I was pushing around, you know, a baby in a stroller that 
some places are just not accessible uh, for things on wheels. So really it's hearing from others who are living the experience. That's my one piece of advice. Um, that's the only way we're going to learn. Yeah, I, I found that my roommate, she was talking about after learning through DIPA, how many, how much Kingston isn't accessible. And now I start to think through that lens about, oh, there's like, you can only get through this place through stairs. How would, even if someone has, were to break their leg, how would they get here? Um, uh, yeah, so um, you talked about wrapped up at home and how, do you know how that started off? Cause I know you said that you were new to wrapped up at, or wrapped up in general, but how did that come about and how has that change revved up? Yeah, so that was completely a pandemic baby. Um, it's <laughs> wrapped up at home. So I wasn't involved in the creation of it. So we, as we returned to the gym and got everything going back here, we sort of debated, um, because it is a bit of a logistical, you know, thing to get students in different places. It definitely complicates the scheduling and getting everything in place. But yet we realized that what was built was so positive because when you're coaching online, it's a different skill set. It's sort of the world of the future, I think, as a healthcare practitioner to maybe like, you know, right now jump on Zoom meetings, maybe coach exercise to somebody who can't come in that day. Um, so I think it's an important skill to be able to do. And then the students were just getting so enriched from the experience. They had a tunnel vision to practice very precise skills in things like communication, um, the exercise prescription, coaching. Whereas in the gym, there's a lot going on in here. It's a bit bustling. It's, you know, a bit energetic. Sometimes you're jumping between participants. So you don't really get that dedicated time. So we've kept it so far. I hope we can continue. We have about 27 participants involved in the wrapped up at home and we have 140 in gym. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. That's yeah, that's awesome. Last question, unless you have anything else that you'd like to say, but how are um, students and members of the community able to get involved? Yeah, for sure. Um, so members of the community, I would recommend them to reach out to our email. So revved up at queensu.ca. And they can also find that if they go to our website, um, revved up, or they can give us a call at 613-533-6000, extension 79283. And we like to talk a bit on the phone or by email first because we do have eligibility criteria that has to be met. And then we send them the paperwork, which includes the medical clearance and the intake paperwork for them to complete. Then it's a process of finding a spot for them, getting them going um, in that way. As far as students, volunteers can also send an email if they're interested to volunteer to the revved up at queensu.ca email and just express their interest. And right now I have a work study student, Sarah, who's helping me coordinate all the volunteers, which is also a very big job. So she would get back to them about the process with that. There's once again, a little bit of paperwork, um, some modules to work through to make sure that you've got the skill set we need here. And then we do need volunteers. So you're pretty much put to work right away um, if you're available. And then for DIPA students, we will be promoting now and into the spring uh, involvement in the Disability and Physical Activity Certificate. It is a very unique certificate uh, nationally. I don't think there's too many, more than one, maybe two or three 
schools that are actually doing this, um, where you're learning the content along with working with participants and really gaining those skills as well as the internship hours that come along with it. Um, and I know that, you know, some of the pillars at Queen's University are really to have that connection with the community, give back to the community, that experiential learning piece is so pivotal, pivotal for students. Um, so deepest students can apply and go online to our disability and physical activity certificate website to find out which courses they can take. Admissions are in May, the end of May. Um, they can also reach out to deepa.coordinator at queensu.ca if they want more interest or more information about that. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that it was that niche of a program. I had a, a, one last question that came to mind. Um, have you seen, or for participants, have you seen like large mobility improvements from coming into the program? Absolutely. So our upper year DEPA students, they are allowed to progress some of the programs without um, clearing it with me. So they can increase sets and reps and weights on their own because they've had the training to do that. Yeah. Um, so they're constantly sort of looking for those opportunities where progression would help the individual. That's ongoing, really, um, as part of what we do here. We hear things like, you know, very simple things, right? That I'm able to stand a bit longer. I'm able to reach down and get my shoes on a bit better. Mm -hmm. I have more energy. Um, I haven't fallen in two months. These are really big things that may sound little to some people, but are actually quite huge yeah, um, as far as their, their day to day. Yeah. Um... Do you have anything else to add, Orly, or any other questions? That's super interesting. I feel like I'm learning so much. I never really realized how big, like, Revved Up was with the amount of, like, participants and volunteers. Like, it's amazing that there's so many um, things in place that are being done to, like, help people of different communities that might need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also, I think it's really impactful that what you guys do and how it can really change someone's everyday activities and really improve their quality of life so uh Orin, i would like to thank you for coming on to our podcast it was great to be here thanks so much thank you